What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. I have a very cool guest. He is unplugged, as he would say, and we're going to let him explain what that means. But he's the founder of DIY Wealth. So he is an expert on how to help people change their financial behavior patterns and become more financially responsible. And I guess that would probably be uh, the essential message that, that you do. Yeah. Um, basically, I, I want to advocate behavior change with people. And a lot of that comes from sitting in one's thoughts. Uh, I like to pair it with deeper philosophical thinking and, and, and gain that reasonable financial freedom at earlier ages in life. So there, therefore, you can go and pour your creative juices or, or, or pour into the things you love or the hobbies you love doing more, spend more time doing those things rather than just perpetually, you know, stuck on a hamster wheel, as I put it, sometimes people just hamster wheel their whole life. I love that. It's so true. And I forgot to say, please welcome Zach Jurgensen. Oh, yes. <laughs> I kind of just got all of the air. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hey, that's good. I like excitement. We got right into it. Yeah. I, I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah, right. We're here for it. Well, Zach, you've done a lot. So you were in debt at a very early age, right? Which has motivated you to become this. Um, you basically retired um, fairly young, obviously, by looking at you. And now you are trying to help other people kind of achieve the same results that you've achieved. Yeah. So in a nutshell, you know, for, for people that are only listening over the airwaves and, and, and can't physically see me, but I went, I was, I went into uh, the military probably even prior to that, I had poor spending habits, got into a fair amount of debt. Um, and basically by the age of 31, uh, achieved a net worth of a million dollars through assets like real estate, the stock market, um, as well as digital assets that are emerging like NFTs, cryptocurrencies. I don't know as much about that space right now, but I'm adding it as differ- sure. diversification. But through it, uh, invested in assets that push money back into, into my wallet rather than this hard narrative push that has been max out your 401ks. And then at 60, I'll let you retire with some semblance of gratification. That's in like, you need to like, if look, if you want to retire at 60 and you want to push all your money into a 401k, don't listen to me. If you're someone that's going, I want freedom at 30. I want freedom at 40. I want freedom at 50, wherever you're at start tuning into the stuff I'm saying, it's going to resonate and it's going to make sense. I love it. So I actually, so I, I'd probably be a perfect example. I've got terrible spending habits. I'm a typical girl, very high maintenance. I love my, my clothes, my shoes, my bags, sure. like totally. So I always love having conversations with people that, that are like you, that are very smart. And I think it takes a lot of discipline to get mm-hmm. to that financial independence. And I love the philosophical part that you offer, because I think that maybe some people resonate with that a little bit more than others instead of like the hard numbers, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Yeah. No. And you know, I, I have people that I help with one-on-one coaching through Patreon. Uh, My, my patrons get that one-on-one coaching and they also get like an Excel spreadsheet of all my positions I have in the stock market, my real estate deals, all that. And I update it monthly. So people are able to mirror that a little bit or, you know, but again, I'm big on the education piece. I try to make it fun and I try to drill down on like the behavior of it. Because I actually just just did an episode uh, that dropped, I think it was this this Wednesday. It was this Wednesday or last Wednesday, where there was a Sports Illustrated uh, statistic 
it was like high 70 something percent of NFL players are bankrupt uh, after two years of retiring. It was like five years for baseball players and then seven years for basketball players. And so it just goes to show like whether you make $500 a week or $50,000 a week, it's not a money problem. It's a behavior problem. So if you can rewire your brain to think a little bit differently and identify why am I spending my money on this stuff? Am I really enjoying these things? What are my real goals in life? Other than just, I'm buying this purse to look important. I'm buying this car. So that way I can impress the opposite sex. I'm buying this house because I just got a promotion and I'm keeping up with the Joneses. These are all external narratives. Yeah. And, and we, when we constantly let the external narrative control our spending habits and our behavior versus taking some time, pulling out of the situation and going, what do I want out of life? And if this is what I want out of life, how do I get there in the next five years, in the next three years, in the next 10 years, whatever those goals are. And then I help people like reverse engineer and walk that back to set up very reasonable goals to get where they want to be in life. Not everyone needs a million dollars. Not everyone needs $500,000. Not everyone needs $10 million. Like your financial goals on what you view as financially free and being able to do the things you want to do in life and design you the life you want to live. It's as unique as a thumbprint. And so- I, I'm living testament. It can be done through self-education and wealth accumulation. Now I'm just pouring back into other people's cups because like, I think the world could be a very amazing place if more people had the financial freedom to nimbly move around and pour into the passions and things they really want to be doing in life instead of under someone's thumb and basically having to go to work to cover bread, the electricity, the rent, the mortgage payment, and all the other things that are just associated with the need for money. Money isn't evil. It's not, I don't think it's a bad no, thing, no. but above and beyond a certain point, money can become destructive to potentially the wealthiest life that you can live. I completely agree with that. Um, so I, I like kind of in the middle there where, you know, I do like to work a hundred percent, you know, I do like to like have a lot of things going on, but I also need to work to cover those bills. I'm not like, I don't hate it again, really. Cause I mean, I, I do my podcast. I have my, I invest in my hobbies and invest in the things mm-hmm. that I'm passionate about. So I don't let that prevent me, but I could be a lot smarter with my money. And it's not that, and I still, I listen, I don't care about the freaking bag. Like, I don't, I like, I have some nice bags, but I don't care about it. Like, it's not something that like, oh, look at me. I've got the newest Louis Vuitton. I don't care about that. I have clothes from when I was in high school. <laughs> like, I still like that. I got it at, at a garage sale that I still love. You know, I just love fashion. And for me, that's another creative outlet. And so I think that for me, I don't know, like it, how I would change the behavior and we'll just like use me as an example. How would I change the behavior be- behind something that to me is like, I, I express myself that. So way. there's, so there's, and I've been having a hard time really trying to articulate and figure this out too, but there's this whole concept and movement of minimalism. Have you heard about minimalism? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I could never I, do it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I advocate for minimalism up to a certain extent, but then I try, I'm really, I haven't hundred percent figured it out, but this is the kind of the best, I quote, I guess, example I could give you. If you're by, let's say you're getting ready to go to work and you go to Starbucks and you're going to purchase a cup of coffee from Starbucks. Are you doing it because it's just habit? And you don't think about it anymore. Are you doing it because you need the caffeine boost in order to get through your morning? Are you doing it for, there's probably numerous other reasons that fall in that category or Are you literally driving to Starbucks, happy you're going to Starbucks, looking forward to enjoying, genuinely just enjoying that cup of coffee? That's a purchase that I would view as admirable and you're moving in the right direction on how to decide whether something's worth buying or not. 
if you're buying something because I get, and I, I'm not knocking you. I'm just trying to sure, come sure, up, sure, generate yeah. an example for you. If you're buying something because it's the next fast fashion thing and you're just doing it because you're doing it because you're used to it. And that's a system and process that you somehow have ingrained in your operation of how you're going to spend then I don't think you're purchasing things for the right reason. But like you mentioned, if you're doing it because you truly enjoy fashion and you're going to love that thing and get a lot out of it, yeah, that's fine. If it ends up being worn twice and it stays in your closet for eight years, then regardless of whether you're hiding behind the rock of I love fashion, I don't think it's uh, being purchased for the correct reason. Uh, hmm. uh, well, that's something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again like i just you know i'm not here to you know knock anyone i'm just here to no. create a paradigm shift like just sure. let, 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 let's just look at things from a little bit of a different angle and see if we can create some real behavior change on where your money's getting poured into versus having enough of it coming in right. by delaying gratification and getting these things into the right investments so that way you can go do a podcast. You can start a crochet club. You can go get scuba diving lessons and live in, you know, Costa Rica for a month. You know, like, you know, I, that's not everyone's goal, but whatever, yeah. you know, plug in X, Y, Z for you of what I just stated. Let's get you there. Yeah. No, and I'm, I'm just using myself as an example so that if anybody's listening, they can kind of like use something as a baseline, right? So I used to be way worse. Like I used to not even care if I had money in the account or not. I was like, fuck mm -hmm. it, I'll just overdraw. <laughs> I've, I've really- Oh no. I know, I was one of those, I was. <laughs> I, I used to be too though. Like it's <laughs> just, that, 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 that's something I want to drive home with your audience too, like, and, and you as well. Like I used to spend it as fast as I get it, overdraw the accounts and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but sorry, continue the rest, no, no, no. The rest of your I've just, my, 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 I was just my, the rest of my, my thought was I have disciplined myself not to go for that immediate gratification. Like if I really, truly want it, it'll be there. Uh, and if it's not there, Oh, no big deal. Like I, 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 if I have to wait a couple more weeks until I get, you know, my next paycheck, cause I can mm -hmm. cover all my bills and I have a little play money. Or if one of my, you know, sponsors pays within the month, then I allow myself to go ahead and buy that thing. I, whereas before I was like, I'm just gonna buy it anyway. Now I'm like, no, you don't need it. You, you live in abundance and that you just want it. It's not going to make a difference mm -hmm. here, like one, one way or another. So like, that was something that I've had to work on for myself because it was an immediate gratification thing. Now I just like it because it looks pretty on me. <laughs> That's a better reason though, than, than just saying I want it because yeah. I want it. And right. I think something that works massively against Western people born in Western cultures is we're born into a world where the thought of perpetual consumption is just okay. Yeah. Like that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, I, I, there was a statistic by the minimalists that were given out of all the toys created in the world, 40% of them are consumed just by American children. Like that's wow. how much of a problem we have. And if we're, and if that's the statistic for children, I can only imagine it's gotta be worse for adults. If that's what we're priming our children to think is normal and okay to do buy more things, consume more stuff. Even if it doesn't matter, it's a newer, shinier thing. I want it because it's newer and shinier. And so I, you know, this, this idea of, I think capitalism is starting to show real stress fractures between widening, widening wealth gaps and stagflation and increased costs of housing and healthcare yeah. and cars and higher education college. 
And, you know, how does capitalism work? Well, a lot of it is revenue driven. And so as long as Apple can keep churning out new phones and getting you buying new phones, this model works. Right. But I think the popular, I think, I think our generation, older generation, some of the older generations and definitely younger generations, I think a slow schism shift is starting to happen where it's like, this isn't working not only for me, it's not working for a lot of the population and it's definitely not working for the ecosystems and the planet and the wildlife and the resources that exist on this planet. So we need to do a better job curbing this behavior we've been programmed into, born into, and, and, and be better protectors and stewards of not only the world, but our own mental health and our own well-being. And a, a very important and large way to do that is removing money stress in your life and stop spending so much. Hey guys, this is Deanna with Label Free Podcast. I've got something special for you. Roses are red, violets are blue. We love shaved balls, how about you? (laughs) Here is my gift to you. Valentine's Day is coming and we know just the gift to give to that special someone for any and all special occasions. This Valentine's Day, it's time to give a gift that four million men worldwide Trust from Manscaped. Use my exclusive discount and code LABELFREE20 for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And let me just tell you, I love their new cologne. It is so sexy. When my man wears it, I am just floored. So you know this Valentine's Day, he's going to be wearing this and I'm going to be all over him. So I highly recommend, use my code LABELFREE20 for 20% off and free shipping. Happy Valentine's Day. So I, I, you know, some of the things you said make, has a, I have a question that popped up. Do you think practicing some sort of minimalism would create an abundant life? However that might look. I, I think it would relative, yes. Overarchingly, yes. I think there is definitely simpli- simplicity yields higher levels of contentment and happiness versus the constant perpetual thought of, I want more, I need more, I need to buy more things. I'm sure, you know, I haven't done any type of study on this, but I would wager that if there was some type of study done on people with more things versus people with less things, I feel like there would be a direct correlation of happiness, contentment, joyfulness, feelings of purpose uh, that people who have less um, have relative to people who have more. Yeah. I think people that have more that are just trying, they're constantly buying the new, better thing. That's like, they're chasing something that, um, there, there's something empty in their life, you know, there's a void there. Yeah, yeah there's exactly. A void. You know, yep. like I feel at this point in my life, I feel very fulfilled. And if I'm able to afford myself some new, like fun clothes to wear for when next time I go out with my fiance or, sure. you know, out on, on the town with my girlfriends, like I'm, I'm able to really enjoy that and be proud of myself because, you know, I have everything I need. I don't really need anything else. And if I, in, you know, I, I can get better. I'm not saying I could. Everyone, everyone can always improve though, but yes, you know, but I, I agree. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm responsible with myself and my money, making sure my bills come first and just making sure that I'm, you know, I'm taking care of the, the priorities in my life from a financial, financial perspective. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that look, I love if I find a nice button down or I find some pants that fit me oh so well, like I'm a, I, I, no shame. Like I, I like a nice new pair of clothes on me, too. It freshens up my attire. You know, I look better, get compliments. 
one of the things I do though, like I have a set number of hangers in my closet. If one new piece comes in, one has to come out. So the decisions, oh what's that? Oh my goodness. I can never do it. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I know plenty of girls around my circle of friends that couldn't do that either. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, and because I limit the amount of things I can have in my yeah. life, the next decision to purchase something is a lot more heavily weighed instead of just impulse purchasing it. Because now I know if I go home with that item, one item needs to come out now and it needs to get donated. So how did you discipline yourself? Okay. So you had a lot of debt in your early twenties and you amassed a net worth of a million dollars by 31. So mm -hmm. what did that journey look like to discipline yourself to say, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I'm going to really focus on building my, my net worth. Yeah. So it's kind of a three-part story. We'll start with the first, first, okay. first part of it. The first part of it is I grew, I didn't grow up in the best household. Okay. I grew up where child abuse happened. I testified against a parent in court. Uh, religion was weaponized uh, to, you know, uh, basically learn to hate my father and yeah. he's going to burn in hell. And like, right. it was a whole shit show. Okay. Yeah. That's not to play a violin. It's just to reinforce with people that are listening on this show. You can be belt, dealt a bad hand, bad hand in life and you can still get where I'm get. Don't let other circumstances you can control as a kid control the narrative in the future. Yeah. So with that said, my mother and my father didn't really talk about money. My, you know, my father was very much a, if you got it, spend it. Cause life isn't guaranteed to you tomorrow. I half agree with that. Okay. The other side of it is my mother, she was overly conservative and missed out on a lot of investment opportunities because she was, she pinched too many pennies. She was too worried about losing the money rather than the, the than the bigger win that was potentially on the other side of that. Yeah. Risk mitigation is an absolute key in wealth building. I, and I, I preach that to it like religiously on my podcast wealth building isn't about building the money like uh, you can build the money the the biggest important thing to learn about wealth building is risk mitigation once you have all of it don't lose it don't throw it all on black on a roulette table again yeah. so you know didn't grow up with with any financial knowledge whatsoever troubled kid you know wasn't really applying myself to things ended up joining the marine corps i didn't really start taking my life seriously until uh, we got overseas and we ended up losing an individual on a bomb dog and he was 21 and that, that shit just like clicked real hard in my head. I was just like, holy shit. Like I'm not young. I'm not invincible. I don't future. The future isn't guaranteed tomorrow. Like I need to start applying myself to something. Cause I definitely know I don't want to do this for another 20 years. Yeah. So, you know, got back from the deployment. I had one more year left and I started picking up books, any type of book, journalism, photography, science, you know, you name it, ended up picking up this little financial book called the little book on big dividends. Again, I come from a financial base of zero. I read this book. It was super easy. It was like 120 pages, small little book. I was like, okay, we're just going to learn how to do this. This, this is a pretty cool concept. I like, if I stash some money in these investments, they make me more money. And then eventually it gets big enough to where like, I can just live off of it. Sure. So, you know, ended up I don't know if you know what Scott trade was that, that doesn't exist anymore. It used to yeah. be a trade brokerage. Yeah. And so I, I pushed $10 or 10. I bought 10 shares of bank of America okay. uh, while I was in the Marine Corps. I had no idea what I was doing. And this was in 2011. I was 21. The market had already bottomed out from the real estate housing crash and all that. But I was just like, 
I see banks, you know, Bank of America's everywhere. I might as well just, you know, throw some money at this. Sure. So the market goes up, it goes down. While it's going up, I'm just like, I'm a fucking genius. I'm going to make so much damn money. And then it starts going down same day. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. I should have just held on to the money and blew it at Myrtle Beach when I when I had a weekend off. It, it's going up and down. And it, I'll never forget, it closed. And I had $4.14 more $4.14 more than I had starting that day. Okay. And that clicked really hard in my head too. I was like, aside from me being an emotional mess, because I'm not right. used to mastering my emotions here, <laughs> whether I do nothing today or whether I do everything today, these, the, these dollars will make me more dollars if I just delay the gratification of spending them. And yeah. so that's literally what started my journey all the way up to this you know, status of you know, millionaire and I don't use that as an ego stroke. I just use it as an authority statement. Like, here I am. You know, I did this. Humble. Yeah, I, I did this in a decade. Let me show you how you can do these things like this too. Yeah. And to, to people that go, I don't have enough money. I don't have this or that. I wasn't blessed with tons of money either. Like my first year in real estate, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I made 18 grand. Then I made 40. Then I made 72. Then I made 90. Like, you know, yeah. it, like I, I didn't immediately leave the Marine Corps and I was blessed with a $180,000 income. Like right. I have fought tooth and nail to get where I'm at. I have always figured out ways to push money into the market. And because I started that behavior consistently at a young age with small amounts of money, then I did some really heavy hitting when I got, when I got older and my skill sets had increased and I moved in, I, I, I scaled my real estate business and then moved into medical device sales and worked in that industry for a few years as well. Wow. Look at you. Very mm -hmm. impressive. So I think that if anybody's listening that can relate or is very impressed by Zach's story, you definitely need to reach out to him. With that being said, Zach, where can people find you? Yeah. So I actually, we just got done doing um, social media expansions. So I'm really happy about this. And we actually just changed everything. So that way everything's uniform. So Good. Whether you're going, whether you're on Twitter, whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, what's the other one? Patreon. Patreon's where you can get, you know, paid service, which I can go into that in a minute. But it's Zach DIY Wealth. So Z A C D I Y and then Wealth W E A L T H. Cool. Um, regarding regarding people that are interested in the actual services on Patreon, I didn't grow up rich. I you know I want to make the barrier to entry to building wealth so affordable for everyone. The standard cost of a Netflix account is $13.99. You sign up over on my Patreon, you get one-on-one -on -one coaching and you get all access to all my Excel spreadsheet and exclusive episodes for $10.56 the month. That is the cost of a Frappuccino and a ham and Swiss sandwich, including tax in the state of Arizona. If you can't forego that Frappuccino, which is cheaper than a Netflix account, I just don't think you're serious about getting where you want to get to in life. I need that as a commitment to show me I'm, I'm going to pour my energy into this person. I love that. Okay. I'm going to put all those links in the show notes, you guys. So reach out to Zach. I think I might have to sign up for that Patreon account because your girl over here needs some help. Deanna, I'm here for you. I'm here for you, girl. Like, <laughs> let's get you started. Okay. I love it. I love it. So uh, before we say goodbye, any last words of wisdom or advice you'd like to leave with the audience? Uh, yes. Money is great above and beyond a certain amount. You get marginal returns on things. If you really want to identify and triangulate where happiness, contentment, and joyfulness exists in your world, pull off of the idea that it all lay and lie within money because it doesn't. As I got closer to my millionaire mark, 
I promised myself I would be happy. I promised myself I would be content and joyful. And as I got closer and closer to that number, I'm like, why am I not feeling the things I was believing or I thought I was supposed to be feeling? Yeah. And then that was the other paradigm shift and why I decided to unplug. And now I'm doing something I absolutely love. I'm absolutely committed to. And I can't wait to see this continue to grow. And I can't wait to help people along the way. Woo! That was awesome. You are totally great. I love it. Thank you so much for being a guest today, Zach, and sharing your story. Let us know how things go. I always love to have you back and share more great stories with the audience that will help them. So thank you very much. Deanna, I really appreciated us being able to coordinate. And thanks again for your time and, and letting me uh, get to share everything with your audience. All right. Keep, you keep doing that good job. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Kemper with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to share, like, comment, follow, all those good things. Review. <laughs> and I'll be back soon with more dynamic, dynamic guests. Ah. <laughs>